Good evening, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning. Welcome back to the Porsche School podcast, <laughs> the podcast where we chat about, talk about all things Porsche. Steve's here. Hi, Steve. Good day. It could be a good day. <laughs> good morning That's to you. School. Top of the morning yeah. to you. That's what they say, right? In, in London. I'm in London, so they say top of the morning to you. Ajmal, is that what you say in the morning when you wake up? I know Ajmal's listening. Um, is he? How is Ajmal? He's good. He's good. I spoke, yeah. spoke to him briefly today. He was uh, he was good. He sent me a couple of links. Sent me an article for a that he scanned. I haven't read it yet because I had a pretty bad day today, so I haven't looked at it. But I will mm. look at it. What's he trying to get you to buy? No, it was an article about a nine twelve. I think it was in a magazine. He had a scan of it. He scanned it for me and sent it to me. But mm-hmm. I haven't actually looked at it yet, so I, I can't actually comment because I got caught up today. Yeah. I've actually been really bad, actually, Steve. You know how I, I always say I always respond to everyone on Instagram when they send me messages. Um, well. This week, I haven't. For the last <laughs> week or so, I'm struggling because of work stuff. I've actually, and I apologize to the people listening who are still waiting for me to answer their message. Um, I just, I lose track and I just haven't been been on top of it. But apart from that, everything's fantastic, Steve. Just get a bubble, mate. Just get a bubble. <laughs> um, what else is happening? What's happening? I just want to, let's just start with the usual. Let me get into the swing of things today because I'm a bit flat tonight, so you guys can probably hear it already. I've already had a whinge to Steve before we started this, so. Um, we're going to start with the usual Patreon. I just want to do a shout out to two um, new Patreon members. One is Eric. Um, Eric, you guys will know from Owner Stories, number 25. Uh, Eric uh, is uh, has the 997.1 Carrera 2S and the 986 Boxster S that he bought within a very short time of each other, Steve. You remember that one? Um, I do. So Eric's joined uh, Porsche Exclusive Plus. Thank you, Eric. I know I've already uh, sent you a message, but thank you. Uh, and then another member who joined Porsche Exclusive is Vasilis. Vasilis, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, don't know much about Vasilis, don't know about his car, don't know if he has a Porsche. Um, but thank you so much for joining um, Porsche Cooled uh, on Patreon, basically just... Helps support the podcast, helps us keep talking, um, and and helps us, you know, upgrade equipment, etc. Um, and that's about it. Steve, Porsche Good Owner Stories. This is a good one, actually, and I know we were just talking mm. about it, and I know you haven't had a chance to listen to it. Uh, number 30, actually, Scott from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott and I had a good chat not that long ago, actually. I think it was a couple of weeks ago we, chat, we chatted. Um, I do these a little bit in advance, the owner stories, as you know, and... Scott had a good story because Scott, he's a longtime Porsche owner. The first car he bought was a 1998 Carrera 2S, Steve, a 993. Yeah, cool. 993. 2S. Which actually had, uh, which was a tip, which actually had, Mm -hmm. um, this was going back a few years, I think, which actually had some damage to the front end, but he bought it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he had a, a 2996 Cabriolet. Then he bought a 2004 996 Turbo Cab. Then he bought a mm-hmm. 2007 Cayman S and a 1987 944S. I wasn't quite mm-hmm. sure what the S was. I didn't know much about S's. Um, he still has the turbo. Well, this is the thing. When we recorded the podcast episode, he still had the turbo. He still had the Cayman and he still had mm-hmm. the 944. Um, but. And all of, the, all of them had interesting stories because that Cabriolet, the turbo Cabriolet he had, he actually sold it and then he bought it back. Um, I won't give too much mm-hmm. away because it's, it's in the story, but it's a good story. Mm-hmm. And then he rebuilt the 993 because that had front-end impact damage when he bought it. Mm-hmm. And then the Cayman, he put a new motor in it. 
Cayman motor because the motor was mm-hmm. shot. So the guy you took it to, the specialist, uh, they put mm-hmm. a new motor in it. So he sends me a message yesterday. Scott, I know you're probably listening, or a couple of days ago. Uh, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, and he sent me a message a couple of days ago saying that he just bought another one and he just bought a 996 GT2. Cool. Now, we both like the GT2. So mm. I think the GT2, what is it, about 450-odd horsepower, I think, from memory? Twin turbo? Mm, I have no idea. Twin turbo, water-cooled. Rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive. I mean, you know, do we say Widowmaker? Do we say the 996 GT2 is a Widowmaker? Was that one of the ones no that idea. was classed as a Widowmaker or not? Yeah, they said that. They said that lots of people kind of crashed them and lots of mechanics that sort of took them out for a spin crashed them and all that sort of thing. But then with the benefit of hindsight, everybody keeps saying that it's um, the factory geometry um, plus, I think it came on Cup 1, Michelin Cups, original ones, which which apparently were pretty sketchy tyres, same kind of argument as a Carrera GT. And apparently... If you sort of change the suspension setup and you put modern tyres on it, um, it's nowhere near as sketchy as it sounds. But I don't know. I'm just talking shit that I kind of hear. Can't say any of it from experience. Yeah, I sent I said to Scott. I sent him a message today, actually, and I said he should come back onto the podcast in the future and and, and chat about mm. the GT2. I think it'd be a good story that people would like to know about because it is the pinnacle of the 996 range, right? I mean, you got the 996 mm-hmm. Turbo, which we're going to talk about short, shortly. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your cousin cousin in law Marco, um, mm-hmm. and then you know Scott's got this GT two, you know, and then what else is it? There's a GT three, you know, they're the they're the they're the top of the the ones people are sort of searching out, aren't they? If you can find mm-hmm. one and you can find one at a good price, of course, I don't know how much Scott paid for it in the US, but um, you and I were just talking before. I mean, there's only one for sale in Australia, one GT two nine nine six for sale in Australia, and they want three hundred and fifty thousand Australian dollars for it. Mm-hmm with about 70,000 miles. Now, there's also a 997 GT2 for sale, Steve, in Australia, mm-hmm. that white one with mm-hmm. the grey stripe down the centre that you sent me ages ago, which is in Tasmania. Can't quite remember, but yeah. The white one, which is really, really nice. Um, and that's still for sale, and that's 350. So as much as I like the 996 GT2, I think I would choose <laughs> the white 997 one. Sorry, I just missed some of that. But yeah, um, like they're both cool cars. I wouldn't be sort of saying no to either. And I'm sure the performance would be absolutely kind of ridiculous. So Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. Scott, um, you know, like he said, he's, his owner's story's up, but two of those cars he no longer has. Like I said, the 996 Turbo Cab and the Cayman S uh, in black. It was a pretty cool looking Cayman S too. And now, but he's got that uh, 996 GT2, which I'm sure he's he's going to enjoy so make sure you catch Mm -hmm. that um like i said that's porsche good owner stories this week number 30 with scott from indiana um so check scott out as well you can go i don't know whether his instagram's private i know i sometimes i give people's instagrams and they're private so people have to can't always see the images but it's at metzger 996 turbo for scott so go and check him out and uh, give him a follow um what else what else apple ratings and reviews steve just very very quickly Mm -hmm. like i say every rating on apple podcasts uh helps us uh, to our our goal of being the number one Porsche podcast in the world, um, getting ratings and reviews. Steve's laughing. Ratings and reviews. Um, and also, if you see us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, um, give us a follow. It does actually help us um, get seen. Today, or not today, but this week, uh, every time I do these shout-outs, people really come forward and, 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 and share their uh, appreciation for the podcast. And Steve and I both really, really appreciate it. Uh, four reviews this week. We do. 
Four reviews this week. Um, first one was just called... I'm just going to read the title because some of them are quite long. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to read the whole review out. First one was No Nonsense, Just Great Content and Conversation. Uh, that was from BH Game in the United States. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the next one was A Must Listen for Porsche Holics. And that was from uh, Craig. Uh, Craig is... <clears throat> who's got the similar Instagram on his car, who's been on Owner's Stories before, who's from Sydney, uh-huh. P997.1, um, spelt differently to mine. Um, and Craig said, a great freestyle chat on all things Porsche with Michael GT Steve, who is funnier than he probably thinks he is, and their passionate <laughs> owners and guests. <laughs> this community is growing every week and is a great listen to the banter between a, group, a couple of enthusiasts who don't claim to be experts, a must-listen for all Porsche enthusiasts who want to be immersed in Porsche culture and community Keep up the great work, guys. So I thought that was a really good review from Craig. So thanks, Craig. Um, and I thanks, read that Craig. out. I read that out just because of <laughs> Steve, who is funny, and then he probably thinks he is. Yeah, not real funny. Anyway, I thought that was good. Thank you, Craig. You made me laugh when I read that. Um, <laughs> the next one is uh, good listen, uh, and that's from Alan. Alan, I'm, I'm going to pronounce your last name incorrectly, and I apologize. But Alan uh, follows me on Instagram, and you know um, we have sort of. Uh, cross paths and touch base a lot a few times on a lot of things uh alan uh vertemann vertemann uh from belgium so thank you alan great podcast with changing format between owners stories and the great talk between some good hosts about porsche no snobs only not only air or water cooled it's porsche cooled keep up the good work so thanks uh thanks alan for that much appreciated yes steve except my guest <laughs> and the last one, must listen for Porsche enthusiasts, uh, and that's from Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, uh, United States as well. So thank you so much. Um, I won't read out all, the, out all of them just in case um, the listeners are getting bored, but we do really appreciate the reviews. Like I said, it does get us uh, seen on Apple, and it does uh, push us up those podcast charts with charts, which actually helps us. Steve, cool. Um, yes. Did you go for a drive this week? Mm, I went to see, so following on from last week's podcast where my cousin Marco yes. was getting ridiculously excited because he'd done a PPI in a car, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I went to see it. Just before you get in that, Marco, if you're listening, I, mm. you know, I thought you would have sent me a, an image of your new car. Like, honestly, like I've been waiting for the image all, all, all week and there's been nothing in my, in my DMs. He's, um, <laughs> he's probably sleeping in it. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. He's, he can't. He can't talk because he's licking it at the moment. Um, so, can you tell the listeners this week what it is? Yes, I can. I think. Well, Fantastic. I think I can. I didn't. I didn't talk to Marco about any of this, but anyway. Um, so, what it was is that he was getting a PPI on the nine nine six turbo, and it was the yellow one that you had sort of predicted. So, I, look, I didn't feel like it was my news to tell the world, as per usual. No, um, I'm just, but, I'm just impressed that I got it right. I'm just, I just yeah. can't believe that actually was spot on. If you, if well, you don't I know, I was we, also, hmm. I was also surprised because the last time I'd spoken to Marco, which was actually, I don't know, a week and a half or two weeks ago, he was sort of still kind of fiddling around, looking, you know, he's kind of going on the journey and just contemplating. I think at that point it was sort of more like nine nine threes. Um, but so obviously he, um, had a considerable hike in budget thanks to his very lovely, amazing wife, my cousin, Melissa. Um, uh, yeah. So then next time I heard from him, it's like, oh, he's PPIing a yellow speed, yellow 996 turbo. I think it's a 2000 or 2001, um, very low Ks. It's about 40 something thousand K. Um, and 
previous owner looked like when you look at the ad um, was obviously sort of like a collector who had a few cars and it looked like it was sort of being stored more than you know sort of even daily or weekend driven or anything like that um, didn't own it sounds like it didn't really own it for that long um, but it's got really low miles and in pretty pretty amazing condition so um, yeah I know when I, uh, like I said last week when I saw it in um, on car sales in Australia like Steve said, it's speed yellow. It's got no kilometers. It looked pretty immaculate. The only thing that looked different to the normal turbos is, and I know a lot of people do this to their turbo. I saw another one advertised mm. or another one on a, maybe it was a UK site. I saw it actually. No, I saw it on a UK site yesterday um, mm-hmm. where they have the carbon the carbon wing, right? The um, respoiler, yeah. Yeah, the respoiler. Sorry, the respoiler. And I know there has been issues with that 996. I know you read if you read the forums, there's issues with those hydraulic hydraulic wings the original the Rams, wing, yeah. yeah, the original wing that was on it. The people have had issues with the hydraulics in some of those. What is it? They fail. They just fail. They or? fail. Yeah, they fail. So okay. maybe that's what happened. I don't know if you spoke to Mark, or maybe that's what happened to his. Because I know when I read that ad, the one he purchased, I know the mm. original owner said it did actually include the original wing. It said it in the ad. Yeah. So he, the PPI was, um, as I sort of was saying last week. A very long, extensive, like three-page PPI from Auto House, but as per usual, they're just being super meticulous and had picked up, you know, like reams and reams of stuff. But was any of it a deal breaker? No, obviously not. Um, and you know, it just kind of gives him a bit of a punch list to go through if he really wants to be super meticulous. But effectively, the car's in really good condition. He can. He can drive, you know, for the next couple of months or whatever, happily knowing that it's in good nick. Well, and look, no, no, no PPI is a guarantee. Um, yeah, true. But you know, it doesn't need anything major, like you know, the brakes, the tires, all that sort of stuff are kind of fine. Without getting into it too deeply, was there mm-hmm. anything that had to be done reasonably urgently, urgently, or not really? Uh, not that I know of. I don't think so. Like, rear spoiler doesn't work, so that's up to Marco as to whether... I think he sort of um, was a bit like... Kind of probably like um, your reaction too, which is like, hmm, not quite sure about that carbon um, spoiler wing thing. And then in real life, when you look at it, um, like, to be honest, the actual part itself isn't, like, the best quality. Um, I could sort of see some bubbling in the clear coat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, it, it physically, in terms of, like step away from the car and you look at it, you know, like, because the yellow yellow bodywork has lots of black trim, um, it kind of goes quite nicely with it. So it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's a good-looking car. No, it's great. You sent me a photo and you, that photo, that mm. image you sent me, was a great, great-looking car. I mean, I just think the carbon... I mean, I, I prefer on those 996 turbos when it's just got... And I know some people do spec that turbo wing on the GT2 as well. I've seen it on the GT2 where it's, it's carbon, right? On the rear wing? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's I not think always so. carbon. Was that the GT2 RS? GT2 996. Yeah, I don't know. It's not always... It's probably the... I, I don't know. In my head, it breaks the line a little bit. I like it with the... I think I'd like it better. Um, sorry, Marco. But I think I'd like it better with the yellow, how it's just all together. Do you know what I mean? I think it looks more mm. s- more streamlined. Just for me. That's just my good. opinion. But it looks. I still looks good. Yeah, I, I don't have any... Pro- I wouldn't yeah. have any problem with it, how it looks now. It looks good. Um, but if mm. you're being super fussy and you say, oh, I want the way I want it, for me, it'd be put the original spoiler yeah. back on. I believe he's got the option, though, because as you say, I think the original spoiler came with it. But whether or not he wants to go and fix those, um, the lifting kind of rams that 
I guess that's hydraulic, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know um, how expensive that is. Like I said, I remember reading about it, well, years ago actually when I was looking at 996 turbos mm-hmm. and it was coming up then, but I don't remember what they were saying about it. I can't remember. So how did no it feel idea. though, Steve? Tell me because you went for a drive, yeah, right, okay. in the passenger seat. So, so how did it feel compared to your car? Um, ridiculously quick. So Marco had only picked it up the night before, uh, he picked it up on Friday night. I went on Sunday, and um, the car is stupid quick. Um, so it's modded. It's got um, it's got JIC suspension, which is a Japanese brand that I'd heard of. Um, I think it's sort of like um, pretty good quality, but you know, just different to the kind of classic Bilstein's or KWs. So the ride, the ride's nice and tight. It is a little bit hard, but oh. It's probably about as stiff as my car, I reckon, in terms okay. of um, how it feels, at least um, from a passenger seat. Um, Did the previous owner track it? Well, see, it's really hard to say because previous owner, I, I suspect, didn't really drive it a great okay. deal. Um, and then prior to that, I'm not sure. Right. It's a little bit tricky because previous owner, because he didn't own it for that long by the sounds of things and obviously bought it from somebody super enthusiastic, um, but he didn't, it's not like he kind of handed over like a big portfolio of, you know, invoices and information and stuff like that. So um, unfortunately, I don't think Marco could, well, you know, I asked Marco a question. Marco asked, was obviously asking the owner exactly the same thing, but he didn't really have much um, information. Oh, so this guy it. hadn't owned it for very long? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, so performance-wise, like, um, you know, Marco, we just we were just driving around um, the suburbs, kind of thing near where he and my uncle live. They live kind of close by, and he booted it in second gear, just up, you know, like the street. And my God, it's so quick. <laughs> um, look, I, I think I sort of feel like that every time I sort of ride in the passenger seat of any car, kind of performance car. But um, if I took a if I took a wild guess, um, if I had to chase Marco down like a twisty road, some and I'm sure this will happen sometime soon. I reckon I'd struggle to keep up. Like I reckon it's. I wonder what the specs are between the GT3 and the Turbo, nine nine six GT3 and Turbo though. Like I think the to performance. Yeah, not to one hundred will be probably relatively similar and stuff the torque, like that. Right? Yeah, but it's the like. If, if he's kind of in gear on boost, like, he'll just sort of run away from um, a GT3 easily. And then I think also, because I'm such a novice when it comes to, um, it's not like my driving skills are that great. Like, I think um, in a four-wheel drive car, um, I reckon, you know, like, just for an idiot kind of thing, um, he'd probably run away from me kind of thing. Does it have not an that, exhaust? You know, you'd be to... racing on the street. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah, it, it does. Ha- it does. Oh, it has an exhaust as well. Yes, I can't tell you what kind, um, you know, exactly which one, but um, we met at my uncle's and I was there first and I could hear him coming down the street. Um, So first impressions was amazing, really good. On the outside, sounds brilliant. To your finely tuned exhaust ear, which you have, because you bought Mm -hmm. so many. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Cindy's not listening, (laughs) No, she's not here. Um... Yeah, it sounds like so. I was very surprised because I'm sure you probably have the same basic perception, possibly, which is again not when when you don't have any experience with it. I've never, 
I've never sat in a 996 Turbo, let alone ridden in one. Um, I had been taken for a ride in a 997 GT2, which is obviously turbo as well. But the car sounds amazing. Like all that sort of talk about um, like turbo cars not sort of sounding so great um, yep. doesn't apply to Marco's car. It sounds really good to me. I mean, look, it doesn't scream at the top end the same way a GT3 does. It doesn't have that kind of wail once you hit um, yeah. four and a bit thousand revs. But um, it it doesn't sound... It doesn't sound like a Dyson or anything like that. All of those sorts of things that you kind of read about. <laughs> Whoever like, said it sounded like a Dyson? <laughs> yeah, people say that. People really? say that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it's still an experience, but it's an experience at the lower end almost, is it? Because of the torque and because of the... It, like, not at the it high sounds good. Yeah, not so at the It sounds revs. like a Porsche. Like if you shut your eyes and you kind of were riding in it or you hear it down the street, you know it's a Porsche, even though, again, it's a turbo like with that exhaust. Um, when you're riding it from, again, from the passenger seat, like he booted it twice, you know, in a 10 minute drive and it's like, holy crap, it's so quick. It really, it feels monstrously quick. So it, you know how I kind of bang on about, um, my car and the way that I've sort of fiddled with it and all that sort of stuff. Like I'm all, I'm trying to eke out, yep. um, it to make it more of an occasion. Yep. Marco's car feels like an occasion. Oh, it, that's good. It's, it feels really special. It looks really special because of the yellow. Like if it was silver or, you know, Atlas grey or, you know, seal grey or something like that. No, it looks good um, in yellow. looks really good in yellow. Yeah. But just everything kind of coming together just sort of makes it, um, you know, really kind of, I don't know, sort of thing that you you, you can't stop looking at. Um, I'm sure, you know, he's dreaming about it every night, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Makes so. you makes me, you know... As soon as you told me about it, I was like looking at 996 Turbos online again, seeing what there was available. There's nothing hardly available yeah, in Sydney. Well. In Australia, though, there's nothing. It's very hard to get one, right? There's only that one. There's one other one that just came up in Victoria, which I don't know whether it's the same one that your other friend was looking at that time. No, I, think, I think it's no, I 150. Think one I think there's one for yeah. 150 that just came up in Victoria, a silver one. Okay. Lower kilometer. Uh, uh, silver, is it? Maybe. Yeah, silver. Okay. It just came up. Have a look and see what you think. I just saw it the other day after you told me about Marco's one. I had a look and it was there. Yeah. Um, like, put it this way, I, I've not, like, I'm not hugely experienced with 996s, but um, even the interior, like, Mark and I were having this chat, so I don't think he'll, um, he'll have a problem with me saying this, is that originally I kind of went, oh, yeah, you know, like, I think, look, coming from a 997, I think it is hard to kind of jump into a 996 and look at the interior. I think you just kind of go, oh, man, the quality is just not as nice and the design is not as nice. Yeah. If you didn't, if you hadn't stepped into one before, then I don't think you'd have a problem. Um, but to be perfectly honest, you get into his car and, um, it's got extended leather. I don't know if that was a standard on a turbo or not, but it's got, um, leather dash, um, all that right. sort of stuff. And it's quite nice. It's actually quite nice. Yeah. Somebody so, I was talking to the other day and I'm sorry who this is. And I'm, I'm sure it's someone was on owner's stories or someone that messaged me. Could have been mm. Luke on owner's stories actually. Um, they said, you know, the 996 is really difficult to take good photographs of the interior. Um, yeah, right. I was making the comment, like, I don't understand why all 996s look like they've got really worn bolsters and the interior always looks yes. a bit, you know, messed up. And they yep. said to me, for some reason, the 996 seems to be a really hard, hard car to take pictures of the interior. And, you know, my only memory of being in a 996 a few times was uh, Tasha's uh, old Tasha's boss in boss? Sydney, yeah, who, yeah, had, yeah. A, who had a career yeah. of 4S. And this is going yep. back, as you know, in 2006 or whatever it was, 2007. 
And I yeah. remember I went in that car a few times and I always thought it was really special inside. It's, it's really weird. I remember sitting in that car in the back seat yeah. or the front. No, I was in the front seat, actually. Tasha was in the back seat. And only going a short distance, but thinking, man, this is, this is pretty nice. This is nice. You know what I mean? Like, it black, didn't look like was it a, a black cheap, interior? Black interior, and it was seal gray mm. um, Carrera 4, not a 4S, a Carrera yeah. 4 he bought. Um, 2001 model Carrera 4, though. And it was nice. I think you know what I mean? It was very nice. The, look, the God's honest truth is the quality of the plastics and the leather and everything doesn't look as kind of high quality. Just, just perceptually, it, that might not be true. Like, you know kind of talk to a trimmer and they might actually sort of say that the leather's exactly the same or whatever but it does seem to kind of maybe because it's older but it marks yeah. like yeah. you know you can see the little kind of gouges in the door um and all those sorts of bits and pieces <laughs> did but you did you give marco dv carbon's web address not yet um <laughs> he's already he's already on the slippery slope <laughs> dv carbon watch out i think marco is probably um he's climbed the top part of the ladder on the slippery slope and he's just sort of standing there kind of looking out at the nice view just sort of slightly looking down yeah and he's ready to take the plunge yeah it'll happen it'll happen that's a great story i mean it's good all these people buying 996s you know what i mean like talking to people on owner's story steve even you know like luke with the 996 cab who put the gt3 oh. seats in it you know um scott from this week's owner's stories who just had a 996 had a couple of 996s actually and now he's got the gt2 marco getting the turbo you know it's yep. The 996 is, is just, you know, it, it's, it is taking over a little bit from the 997, isn't it? It is becoming the, the, the talked about model. Yeah. I'd still prefer a 997. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's exciting. Like, i got to say, though, like, same buzz. I got really excited when my mate kind of got his 997 GT3 like mine. Um, Marco probably even more excited because I hadn't really seen... Man. Um, you know, gotten in one. Um, I, don't know. I can't wait to kind of go for a convoy. Yeah, you know, like in Sydney, you're going to come back and you're going to say you want to go for a drive, and it'll be like, you know, your friend will be in his white GT3, you'll be in your GT3, Marco will be in his turbo, and he'll, here I'll be in my base Carrera. You know, I tell you what, what the pressure's you? not on. Pressure, that's what it is. <laughs> pressure. If I'm not feeling enough pressure in my life from everything else, that's pressure. Okay, I'm going to go and buy that white. 991.0 GT3 RS that's for sale on car yeah. sales at the moment. Have you seen that one? I, I keep telling you, just um, ditch this 912 bullshit, <laughs> Ajmal. I'm really sorry. Don't but, offend. Um, you're going to offend Nick and you're going to offend Ajmal by saying that. So, you know, you can't do okay, that. It's okay. I'm offensive. Um, ditch, ditch that sort of little side project and go and get a GT3 first. I tell you what, I don't know whether you've seen um, it. I'm going, to bring, I'm going to talk about it because I like talking about it when I see something nice. There's a really nice 991.1 GT3 RS. PDK, I know uh -huh. you hate it, but it's PDK. Ceramic uh -huh. brakes. It doesn't have any of the decals on it, Steve, so no GT3 uh -huh. RS down the side. It's just plain white. Which I prefer. Yep. Carbon ceramic brakes, yellow seat yep. belts, no yep. Alcantara except for the seats and, you know, the standard part of the Alcantara, not the lower part of the dash. No leather trim on the dash, yep. which is yep. fine. Yep. 4,000 kilometers at um, that dealer in south australia the prestige dealer which i can't think not richmond the, not richmond the other one sagami okay, yep. sagami the ferrari yep. people i think uh yep. 379 370,000, i think australian dollars yeah, but right. only four thousand kilometers mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. special mate it's pretty special yeah. get, get that if i got that i'd blow all of you out of the water blow what's, all of you what's taking you so long <laughs> <laughs> what's taking me so long you want to know uh -huh. what's taking me so long i just signed my life away today i literally just signed uh -huh. Five years of my life away today. That's what happened. Are oh, you going to jail? 
Yeah, five years, five years of yeah. hell coming up. Um, hey, did you see? We did have it down in our notes actually, and I know probably mm-hmm. some of the listeners might have seen it. Um, and this is not an, this is Jerry Seinfeld's that blue. We're talking about GT cars, so we may as well keep going. Um, yeah, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld's beautiful Porsche nine, uh, GT3 RS. Did you see Gen that? One? The one yep. I sent? Yeah, the Gen 1. So it went up for auction at Bonhams. It was commissioned new for Mr. Seinfeld. <laughs> paint a sample. This is what. Paint a sample liquid chrome blue metallic. Yep. Now, I've never heard of that color before. Have you? Liquid chrome blue metallic. Yeah. Well, when you read that, um, what is it? PTRS Instagram um, account. Yes. That dude sort of talks about a lot, but apparently with um, 918 Spiders, they kind of introduced that really special paint that was sort of like that liquid chrome type thing, and there's ones that kind of go from green to purple. Oh, and all it's that, that kind of paint, thing. is it? So that's probably why then, because in the in the ad, we, we talked about this before we started yeah. recording, it says over 250,000 yeah. in exclusive <laughs> yes. factory options. Now, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld's a good customer of Porsche. Do you think he paid the whole 250000 for those options? Nah. <laughs> you think <laughs> it was like, here, Jerry, you're such a good customer. We'll throw in the options for free. <laughs> mm, you never know. They know he's good for it. Like, I think, because it sounds like he's specced a few of these sort of liquid um, chrome paint work. Like, when you sort of follow that PTRS guy, I think he sort of mentions it every now and then. Right. Um, but, and I, in the photos, it, uh, it's not not this particular car we're talking about, like other ones, like the purple to green things. It sort of sounds like a bit garish to me. Yeah, I don't like that paint, that purple to green. I saw one this, of those. Yeah. Now this particular one, which is sort of like more like a silvery blue thing, <laughs> looks amazing. So, um, well, it's sold than, uh, GT Silver. Yeah, true. It's sold at Bonhams for three hundred fifty six thousand US dollars. Now, yeah. when you think about it, it's an Nine, it's a point one, right? Nine hundred one point one GT three RS, twenty sixteen. So it's a nine. It's a point one, and it sold for three hundred and fifty six thousand US dollars. That's a lot. I think didn't he mention it on um, the recent podcast with Spike that he was letting it go because he's got that and a Gen two, and he sort of said, "Well, which one do you reckon you'd keep?" Like obviously the new. Oh, one. was that what he was talking about? I didn't catch that. I think the so. one thing yeah. I did catch on that, which I wondered, to, I was going to talk to you about, and I forgot all about it. And now you just reminded me, the the, the his love of the spider of the Cayman mm-hmm. Boxster spider, whatever you call it, is a Boxster spider, seven one eight spider, and how he had two, he had two, and the apparently new one and the old one, yeah, the one he bought in twenty sixteen or something, the twenty sixteen yeah. one, which Spike said, but you said that was the best car you've ever driven, and and that was the one he was going to let go, and he's keeping mm. the black on black one, which is the twenty twenty one model. Basically, because oh, maybe he said, I've got my stories mixed up. Maybe that, that was yeah. The he's he was keeping the black about, on black yeah. one. Basically, because he said, um, "Well, you know, it's done by Andy. You know, it's done by Andy Prettinger. It's done by GT department. So, you know, uh, yeah. that's the, the one I should one, keep." Yeah. So he's keeping yeah. the black on black um, spider. Um, I yep. do like those spiders, though. I think the twenty, the new model, the the new ones are pretty nice. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't be complaining. I definitely would not be complaining. This um, this car that he just sold though, like um, I was poring over the pictures because he sent me that link. I think <laughs> yeah. yesterday or whatever. The bottoms link was really good. The bottoms images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you notice on the um, driver side inner door sill that it's scuffed? <laughs> no. What? I reckon it is. Or Mr. Either Seinfeld. That or there's dust in the photography Mr. or something. Mr. Seinfeld, if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you're not, his um, Nike shocks have been kind of catching. Do you know how to the... sit in your Porsche? Huh? In a door sill. 
Yeah, that's one. It looks slightly scuffed to me. Really? Actually, the other defining oh, it apart is too. from the amazing paint. It is. It's scuffed. Right? Yeah, it's scuffed. Yeah, it's scuffed. I hate that scuffed bit. Yeah. That's the first thing I changed when I got my car. But um, the other thing. You've got to remember, ask in first, right, Steve? Ask first, and then you lift your feet up. Even my um, even my daughter's going to know that shortly. Um, the other thing that I quite like about it is the um, spoiler delete thing. Although, if you see, like he's he took the um, the stanchions and the wing. That. Oh, holy moly! You I've know, seen, I didn't even notice that. I've seen it before. Like I think that's an aftermarket bit. So you unscrew the kind of wing and then you put these little end plates that sort of finish the line of the flat part of the ducktail. So it looks yeah. more like a ducktail now. Ah. But how much better would that look if it was in, um, if it was painted though? I've seen that before. Like a, it's a common um, Is that a, That's not Porsche though. Who makes that part, I wonder? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it's nicely spec though. He does actually know how to spec things really nicely. Um, I was listening to, uh, that's what I was listening to on Spike and I wanted to, your mm. comment as well. He said that he, because it's a color that I'd never really thought about that much. And then I, I, I see them more and more often. And I think it's not bad. Is that rhodium silver? Right. How he said he got his yep. Turbo S and he did it in yep. rhodium silver. But it was the interior yep. color, which I thought was really interesting. And I can't remember the name of the green. I think it was India green or something. And I had to have oh, a look okay. on the configurator to see it because I couldn't find any pictures online. Maybe not many people expect it. But it's black yep. and then it's like this greeny sort of grey, light sort of greeny grey colour. And I thought, oh, yeah. wow, that's a, that's a pretty nice combo. Rhodium silver with the, you know, the greeny sort of interior. Green's a pretty bold choice. It's like that car you sent me the <laughs> other day. Um, but it looks good. Like if, I think if you've got a neutral, really neutral um, exterior colour, then green's like a nice way to go. That um that European collectibles guy, I sent that three five six to a couple of the three five six guys who have been on to mm-hmm. I sent it to um mm-hmm. I sent it to Todd, Stone City Outlaw, and I sent it to um PJ. PJ um who's mm-hmm. been on the owner stories as well. Because that green that green three five three five six and I sent it to you that outlaw one. Yeah. That was I just reckon that's a really special three five six that one. Yeah, that that nice. interior, those really green nice. seats and that carpet. I mean obviously it's been restored. But honestly, that guy, that European Collectibles, he put that 356A up and then he put mm-hmm. up three new speedsters as well. All of them are fully restored in one, in like in a space of a day or two days. They all just appeared on the website because I get a notification. Um, yep. And it's like, wow, you know, and they're all like, God knows how much that costs. I'd hate to think how mm. much it costs, but I kind of like the green. Too scared to drive it. It looks so clean and immaculate. Yeah, you would be too scared to drive it. Hey, what do you think of the safari? It looks like the safari is happening, huh, from those images, the spy yes. shots. Yes. Um, yeah, we, there was a little post that you and I were talking about on piston heads because um, there's some even more current spy shots of a pumped-up kind of 992 um, safari thing looking. I don't know. I, Still, thought it, um, I thought those images looked a bit odd, Steve. What do you think? I thought it looked a bit too pumped up, too high. It looks strange to me, that image. Mm, I don't know whether no, it's actually, more mule, but it looked like less camo and it looks, I don't know, it looks a bit, I don't know. I'm just going to pull it up as we talk. Um, so what they said, I'll just tell the listeners why you're finding it though, but what that mm. thing that I just said to you before, that last paragraph the Piston Heads had in the article, I thought was quite good, yep. quite interesting. Um, I'll just yep. read it to the listeners, huh? It's, and if you haven't yeah. seen it, it's on Piston Heads. There's a whole article about the spy shots and pictures of it. But it says 2021 would be the year to do it if they were going to bring out a safari, right? 
um, making 35 years since the famous one-two finish of the 959 at the Paris-Dakar. Following an encouraging debut in 1985 with 3.2-litre Carrera engines, the turbocharged cars that followed the next year demolished the opposition. And how much power was in the 959? 450 horsepower, the same as is now found in the 992 Carrera S. Um, so it could be a possibility. It could be some kind of anniversary model they're bringing out. It could be just one yeah. of these limited models, don't you think? It's pretty obvious that they're doing it. Um, it's obviously they're doing it, yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures. It doesn't look as pumped up as I thought that it would. Like, if you kind of look at, you know, Matt Farrow's Lee Keen type thing or an old, you know, Rothman's livery type thing. Does he like that um, car, Matt Farrow? He doesn't seem to talk yeah. about it much anymore. He used to talk about it all the time and he doesn't... He talks about his Ferrari. Ferrari I don't know. Does he like that that Lee Keens? Because he's always doing stuff like changing the tyres because the tyres were too noisy and then he's changing the respecting. He changed the the cams on the engine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's complete. Is he? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Um, He was a big kind of advocate for it. But, yeah, it doesn't look as... um, it's funny because it just sort of looks like a normal 992 sort of turbo-ish type thing because it's a bit wider and all that sort of stuff. Um, doesn't look as pumped up as I thought that it would. Like if you look at the Singer, whatever that one's called, you know, the thing that they released recently. Yep. Um, I know that's sort of like to the extreme, but this doesn't look as mm. kind of off-road-ish. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm looking at the other images now. I mean, some images it doesn't look... Well, you can see the gap between the rear wheel and the and the top of the wheel arch, though. Yeah, you see the and gap. That's a huge gap, by the way. That's a and they've, fact, they've riveted a, like an extended guard and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, yeah, so that could but, be just weird camouflage, though, right? Oh uh, no! When you see that front-on no, view, no, no. when you look, yeah. if anyone's looking at piston heads, just to have a look. But it's uh, the second picture, number two of eight, Steve. If you look yep. at the front view of that. It's definitely yep. it's it's jacked up a lot. Look at yeah, that photo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think maybe it's also like when you see you know like you saw the roof version. Um, yeah, yeah. Recently, but then you know like people kind of put roof racks and kind of you know nudge bars at the front and all of that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a bit Mad Maxed, sort of dressed up like even further. Like this at the moment, it's just you know super clean. So. I mean. It's a pretty exciting time, though, isn't it? Because you've got, like you said to me, the GT3, there's been a press embargo. Mm. I watched Matt Farrow's video where he was just the sound, and it sounded pretty amazing, and it looked like he was pretty happy and wanted to say more about it, but he couldn't because there's this embargo, which he said is now lifted. So hopefully this week we'll see all these GT3 videos and see what all these people think. Um, I can't wait to see uh, Carfection Guy's review on it. Catchpole. Catchpole. I can't wait to see his review on it. That's going to be fantastic. Um, That's going to be a good one. But you've got that, Steve. You've got this possible Safari, Dakar, special edition, whatever it's going to be Mm -hmm. coming out. Then you've Mm -hmm. got news that um, Andy um, Prudinger just said that the GT3 Touring will launch this summer. Uh, and mm-hmm. basically it's going to be, you know, it's no, there's no secret because of touring, there's been heaps of spy shots and he, they've already said it's, it's, there's going that to be a touring yeah. Yeah. Um, around summertime this year. And like the last generation touring, it's just going to be a softer version, as they say, of the 911 GT3. And really yeah. the most notable change is just the removal of the fixed wing. And I remember Andy, uh, Andy Prudin just saying in a previous interview is that nothing else is really any different in this car. It's just, they just take the wing yeah. off. Um, yeah. We still don't have an explanation for the ducktail one that we're talking about last week, but we're guessing that's a sport classic. So, touring, mm-hmm. sport classic, 
safari. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot coming of out. The masters of this yeah. kind of shit, though. Like, even uh, I think Zuckerman made sort of like an offhand comment um, in one of the podcasts too that you know, I think they were t- they were they were talking about this kind of upcoming GT three and how. Um, Porsche really got him in terms of the number of 991s, like different 991 models that he wound up buying. Yeah. They just kind of release, you know, model after model and there's something kind of slightly niche and new about it. And I guess if you've kind of got the money, you just kind of wanted to add add them all up and then no doubt you've got a warehouse like full of 20, 20 different have, 992s. Zuckerman should have kept his 997 um, GT3. RS 4.0, whatever it is, the GT3, whatever it is. That's, he, that's he had what Seinfeld said to him. He had two yeah. of them, right? He had the black and the white, and he yeah. sold both of them. But was it Johnny yeah. Lieberman on that episode? He said that, you know, he mentioned about, oh, when Porsche bring out their new electric supercar, and they went, mm-hmm. what supercar? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But you know that's coming. We, we talked about that, right? That has to ha- it has to happen. There has to be a, you know, mm-hmm. new one coming. To know. A new 918 I can see why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Because... Um, what else? Go on. Uh, what else? Um... Oh, this is an interesting thing which I, I always like to bring up. I read this t- just before before we came online. Yeah. Um, Porsche Taycan is now nearing 911 sales. Apparently, mm-hmm. the demand for the Porsche Taycan has been so strong that the sales of the full electric sedan have nearly matched those of the iconic 911 sports car. In the first quarter, in the first quarter, yeah. Porsche delivered 9,000 Taycans, leaving it just 61 units behind the 911, the Volkswagen Group subsidiary said in a statement. Driven mainly by demand in China for the Taycan, its largest market. Yeah, not surprising at all. And I this won't know. surprise you, Steve. The compact yep. Macan SUV, your favourite, yep. was the brand's mm-hmm. best-selling model ahead of the larger Cayenne. Yeah, again, not surprising. I didn't, I, reala- um, I didn't realize the Macan was built on an old. I listened to. I've Audi. been listening. I've been yeah. catching up on podcasts. If everyone's listening, thinking, "What am I keep going on?" Because I've been catching up on podcasts when I've actually been started exercising again. Um, yeah. And I heard Lieberman saying about that on Spike's Car Radio. He seems to be regular yeah. on that podcast now, saying that the Macan yeah. platform is a really old Audi A4 Previous platform. Yeah, really old. Apparently. Yep. I didn't and, realize that. Um, it, I, I know you don't like um, Jason Camisa, but he kind of, um, he, when they talk about it, because, um, you know, like generally these types of people don't really enjoy driving SUVs as I don't, um, he sort of said like, but there is a, the difference between the Audi and um, the Macan is that the Macan is rear wheel drive oriented, like it starts kind of with majority of the drive going to the rear wheels, whereas an Audi kind of starts with the front. Um, right. And they just use that as an example of um, that's, you know, sort of like the difference between the two brands. And even though you kind of share a platform, what you can, how you can kind of um, modify them and diversify them to make them different. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, I tried to watch one of his videos the other day. I can't remember what it was about. There was something that I wanted to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. it was about the Mercedes-Benz. The one that Porsche oh, had something cool. to do with, yeah, that one because e. yeah, because I just I I just had a um I just spoke to someone who's coming up on mm. owner stories, um who owned one of those. Um, yeah, and then I didn't I know much the, about it. It's a good video to watch. Yeah, I just can't watch him. I I don't know what it is with that guy. I just 
I don't like listening to him when he's on uh, Matt Farah's thing, and I just can't watch him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I like him. He's yeah. actually a mate of a mate's. I, yeah, a mate of mine um, actually knows him quite well. So. Really? I've, I, I don't. Doesn't mean I know him. In but Australia, just, we know somebody in common. Somebody who I knew, um, who you've met before, um, Mark. Oh, okay. Um, who moved to the states? All right. So he's friends with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He references him, references him a lot in his podcast and everything because really? Mark's a mad car guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how about that? Mark's, so the, guy that, Mark's the guy that bought the um, TT convertible, right? He's had, like, ridiculous <laughs> cars. Yeah. But, yes, one of them was a TT convertible. He's a big... Because he's a mad alpha guy. He had a 147 GTA, which is pretty cool. And then, like, another mate of mine... You know, yeah. Mark Mark is a true enthusiast, fussier than you and I even. Um, I remember this friend of mine, like, um, we rolled up to kind of all have breakfast together and Tone, who you know as well, sort of said, oh, can I have a go? And Mark said, yeah, yeah, you know, jump in, have a go. Jumps in the car, redlines it. <laughs> oh, really? And it had only sort of like, you know, so, it's probably like two weeks old or something. So he's lived in, <laughs> he's really, God. Yeah, so he still lives not, in the States after all these years. He, he moved there and he still lives there. Yeah, he's moved around a bit. I think he's on the West Coast now somewhere. Because I remember when you told me when he first moved there, he bought an M3 or something. I remember you telling me that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a ma- like he's got lots of cars and um, lots of nice ones. No Porsches, though, to my knowledge. All right. Okay. Anyway. Maybe I need to listen to Jason Camisa again then. <laughs> mm. He and his buddy um, Derek Tam Scott. I, I like it. Um, it does get technical, but... Um, they obviously know their stuff. What is his background, Camisa, um, though? I don't even know what his background is. He's a journalist. He's just, a journalist, he, isn't he? Yeah, but I think he's got a law degree or an engineering degree or something. He's right. a he's a very bright bright guy, very smart cookie. So, right. um, you know, he's very thorough um, okay. in his approach. Yeah, I mean, I started watching that video and then I, I couldn't watch anymore. I don't know why. Hey, what was that thing you saw on um, Renlist about the carbon? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I sent you a thing. Um, was that from Heat? Yeah, so just um, there's, I, I, having a 997 GT3, I obviously um, read the corresponding forum um, on Renlist a lot and something popped up. It's not, it's something I have read before, but um, it seems like a common uh, thing for the carbon fibre interior Porsche to carbon fail. Or, or yeah, aftermarket factory. carbon? Factory carbon. Factory carbon. So my car came spec'd with it and I've just got a lowly, um, you know, just a standard GT3. Um, but I think the RSs in the States kind of came with carbon as, um, as standard. Right. And I think a lot of it also meant, you know, like the, the dash fence just near your windscreen? Yes. That big kind of bit of plastic. I yes. think there was a lot of carbon there in those cars, okay. um, which is obviously the bit that gets hit by the sun. Um, but I've read it before, so... There's a thread that was basically kind of everybody saying, yeah, like um, it eventually warps and cracks and basically peels um, and you can't do anything about it. Like there's no point. It, it sort of feels like it's an, inev- it's an inevitable thing to happen. Um, even if you were to replace it with factory carbon, the same thing is going to happen. You could go and replace it with DB or M- MA carbon sort of stuff. So or- I wonder, do they know what the lifespan of carbon is though? Is there a lifespan that it has? Yeah. Um, a few years, five I, years, seven years? Like, you know that it yellows as well, like early yeah. carbon. like Cheap ones, um, right? It's On the clear coat. Cars. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and mine has a little bit. Um, my car doesn't see that much sun because it's always parked underground and stuff like that. I'm yeah. relatively careful with it. Um, In your but, man cave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not really what you want to hear because it's like, oh, man, the, the carbon bits, whether it's factory or even if you go to DB Carbon in Germany, it's expensive stuff. And I know it's not to everybody's taste, but... Like, it's really you know. expensive. Where is yours yellowed, though, Steve? In which parts is it, have you noticed the yellowing? Uh, I think I've noticed the door sills slightly yellowing, and that's sorry, that's not factory, that's TV. Door um, sills, but it doesn't get any sun. Yeah, no. I wonder what. So it's not the sun; it's just the air. It's just the reaction with the air. Then I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like when you jump on this thing, though, like it literally is cracking and lifting. It literally um, peels up and. The guys that have truly got the shits with it have just gone like, you know, it's kind of crazy to try to replace it. Even though I'm I'm sure with something like an RS, you'd want to keep it, you know, as the factory kind of spec'd it. So, but I think a lot of people are just going, stuff it, I'm just going to replace it with a, a leather wrapped part. It makes you be, yeah, it makes you be like Nick, Nick Murray and not want carbon at all then. So he, maybe he's gone to something. Mm, don't know. I mean, I, I like carbon fibre as a, as, a, as a look and a thing, um, but it's just bit disconcerting that you kind of know that at some point in time it's not as durable as you'd like it to be. Do you think that's what happened to your center console? Didn't you, when you first got your car from the dealer, wasn't there a crack on the center console? No. Um, the previous owner, the previous owner noticed a flaw in it. I can't remember what it was. I think it was either warped or cracked and the car was still under new car warranty. So he flagged it with his local dealer okay. um, down in Brighton in Victoria and they changed it. They fixed it under warranty. So he, we did the deal. He sort of said, oh, this part's coming. And I, that's actually why it was delayed. I had to wait for Brighton to kind of get the part and put it in. Oh, right, right. That's right. And it was a $9,000 bit. Wow, that's crazy. 9000 yeah. for the center console. And this was seven years ago. <laughs> so God knows how much it is now. I wonder what the DB carbon price of that is. I wonder what that, because you know the OEM price. I wonder what the DB carbon price is. Half? Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot, don't, isn't it? Yeah. Nine grand. Imagine if you had to... That's insane. That's insane. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I like carbon, but I don't like it that much. Yeah, no, that's... You wouldn't do it if you had to change it, right? Yeah. If you had to pay for that yourself, no, you'd think, well, I'll just paint it or I'll... Um, I was yeah, going to say that when we're talking about Marco's car. Does his have the painted mm. center console? No. No, it doesn't. Um, it's just got a standard black one. But um, when he told me about his car... I was looking at, um, you know, the Savage Geese on Savage Geese on YouTube. Do you watch no, them? Haven't seen it. Two American guys. Um, really good. Savage. Worth, worth watching. Savage Geese. Have they got nine nine sixes? No, they they're just a car channel, but um, they're really in depth um, in terms of their reviews. And um, they had done a review on a Speed Yellow nine nine six Turbo, and. I watched their video before I went and saw Marco's car. Oh, okay. And it 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 was identical. Uh, speed yellow, carbon spoiler, um, but theirs had the um, painted center console, and I quite like that. I like it in 996s. I don't know what it is. I've said this before to other people on the on mm. owner stories. It's something about a 996 with the painted center console just really works in that car. I'd do it on... So, like, if my carbon crapped out in... Um, in my car, that's I'd probably do it. I'd go white painted center console. It looks good when it's the center console's painted in the body color and the back of the seats are painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, they're good. I think that's what that GT2 has. I think it has a white... Oh, no, that was a boxed Spider that I saw. It has the white painted back seats and the white center console, doesn't it? I think. You should do silver in your car. I reckon it'll look great. Yeah, I could do it. I don't know. I've got to do a lot of things. Mm. The one thing I am going to do, and this is um, due to yeah. Nick in the UK, my friend in the UK, Nick, who's got the car 4S, who was in the first owner stories. Nick sent me the link. We're all out to spend your money, mate. Nick sent me the link um, from Stuttgart Classica, which is in the UK, of that black gear mm. knob, uh, the six-speed, what is it called? Copolymer. 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 Yeah. Whatever that is. Plastic. I think in the States they plastic. often call it Delrin. It's plastic. It's plastic, right? Gear yeah, knob and stainless plastic. steel shaft. Uh, go to Stu- If anyone has got a 997 is listening, um, I sent it to Craig today actually in Australia. I think I sent it to him as well. I like it. Um, Do it. I want to see what it looks like. You like it? Because when I first yeah, sent it to you, I thought, I oh, Steve's going to hate it. I thought, <laughs> Steve's going to hate it. He's going to pick something up about it like he didn't like it. And then I was surprised that you no. liked it. Because when I first saw it, I thought, oh, I really like the quality of it. Because it's just black, as you know. It's got the yep. white markings, yep. the six-speed markings. It's got the silver silver shaft, which just apparently just, what, it just fits by Allen bolts, right? It just slips over or fits into it. It slips over and then you bolt. There's two little, I think there's actually four on this one, but there's two little Allen keys that just screw in to grab the um, the actual kind of shift rod. And it won't move, right? It'll be quite secure, I no. guess. No, it's the same way mine works. Oh, is it? My wooden ones. Yeah. All right. So um, when I looked at the pictures, and I think it's a bit deceiving because it's like the, as Steve and I were talking earlier, but just so the listeners, you guys can know what we're talking about. It's got the steel shaft, the steel rod, right? And then the, and then the yep. ball, the knob. So it's hard yep. to work out. When you first see it in the pictures, it looks like it sits higher. I don't think it, it does and I sent them an e- possibly does. I sent them an email and he said it should be about the same. Um, he couldn't tell me for certain and he didn't but he said it should be about the same because it just slips over. But maybe it's just yep. slightly higher, I don't know. Could be aesthetic too. But like um because I was worried about the same thing when I first bought <laughs> the first of um, you know, Three, like two. uh Joel's Joel Kernesenko, what's his name? Nine eleven oh, I can't remember the name of his company. So what have you got fitted now? What have you actually fitted now? Have you got the dark rod with the dark ball? Dark ball, yes. So So the dark and dark. um, Yes. And that's, I I was a bit worried that it might sit too high and all of that sort of stuff, but it looks pretty good. And I'm quite fussy about the proportion of the size of the actual ball, the wooden knob to the... How's um, the ball when your hand's sweaty though? Good. My sweaty balls are... (laughs) My sweaty balls are just perfect. So it's okay? It doesn't slip your hand? No, it's good. It's, it's really good. good. But if I, so uh, I thought I told you, after I had bought the second version of that, I actually asked Joel if he made um, a black plastic, a Delrin um, knob as well, because I wanted that option. I wanted to be able to just right. <laughs> screw that onto it. Well, the good um, news is I am going to buy it. Cool. I am going to buy it. So I've just thought of something. I think um, there should be... There should be this um, Porsche called pos- podcast thing, like a competition, call it a friendly competition between all the, the guys um, on here to sort of see who can spend the most of your money. <sighs> I told Maybe there what, should be a prize. Yeah. You know what I did today? And this, yeah. Nick, listening, I know, this was also because Nick sent me the... Is Nick the, winning? The, Nick sent me the Car and Curves 2 um, that he just bought the... Cars and Curves 2 book, the Stefan Bonnier mm-hmm. book, that book, which I mm-hmm. was looking at 
but I didn't buy it because uh-huh. one, it's hardcover. Two, it's about that thick, Steve. So you know I'm trying yeah. not to take buy any weight at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything I buy, I have yep. to buy when I'm back in Sydney. I don't want to take any more weight. So then, yep. of course, I looked at that and then I thought, oh, I'll just have a quick look at Alpha Spot. Alpha Spot, is it? And just see what they have. Yep. Yep. Oh, my yep. God. They've got that turbo book. It's only 200 yep. editions. Have you seen it? No. They're only making 200 or something, and it's about the Turbo mm-hmm. Metzger, and it's the Metzger edition, mm-hmm. and it's about the Turbo. You will like it. It's actually a really good book. And it's only, I, I think, 100 books, euro. Yeah. It's 100 euro, I think. Mm, that's not too bad. I think we should buy it. It's a really good one. And there's only, I think they're only printing 200 or 90 or something like that. Not very many. Mm-hmm. Um, I did so, see it on I did see it on Instagram, and that's what made me go to their side and look at it. And I was like, and then I thought, oh, that's the other book that I really want to get, which I haven't bought yet, the Luftkult Two book. Oh, number two, number yeah. two, and I haven't bought that either. And I thought, ah, oh, that's really big as well, so I have to wait. Um, but there's so Just many wait. There's so many books to buy. You know what I mean? There really is. So but can yeah. we keep a tally of who's winning? It sounds Nick, like maybe Nick might. Nick does. Nick he, might be he buys a lot. Nick buys a lot of stuff. No, he spent mo- most Nick's of your got money. A, Nick's got a subscription. Nick's got a subscription to Triple um, Zero magazine, so he wins. No, no, no. I'm spending your money, not their money. <laughs> oh, my money. It's, I told it's you. influencing I told you. you. Influencing the I influencer. signed away my money. T- I signed away my life today. I signed away my life today. I signed fee agreements and all these rubbish that I had to do. None, and I've like. None of that is, none is, of that is our doing, though. That's it got no money that's it I'm finished <laughs> i'll be have to buy a toyota or something soon where i'm going just just go buy the gt3 mate stop <laughs> stop fucking around um speaking of gt3s let's just finish on this because i thought yes. it was absolutely ridiculous and i i don't like it at all that someone that? in the uk i mean i'm guessing they're very clever and you know i'm not having a go at you if you're listening to the podcast but someone in great britain yeah. built an accurate replica of a porsche 911 in the gt3 rs version did you see that link, Steve? No, and I they used a uh, they used a Boxster. He used a second a generation nine eight seven Boxster. You got to have a look at that. It's on hotcars.com. You know hotcars.com, yes. <laughs> which we, we're talking about a lot lately. Um, speaking of sponsors, they should be a sponsor. <laughs> anyway, he put the creation on heinous, Facebook. Mate. I saw it on Instagram as well. I didn't really take much notice of it, and then I came across it today. The the person replaced all the components of the body except for the doors with handcrafted elements. I thought it was handicrafted, handcrafted elements. At the same time, <laughs> he almost exactly recreated the body kit and all the aerodynamic parts. In addition, he installed a hard roof instead of the soft convertible top of the donor car. Now, I guess on for an untrained eye, it does it looks like a GT3 RS? The proportions are a little bit out, but, you know, it's a pretty good effort. Mm. It is a pretty good effort, but I thought it was a bit funny. No. Steve? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you buy a Boxster, you could have a GT3 RS. See, it's Boxster. Get a cheap Boxster and then easy. It's just like, um, you know, back in the day in the <laughs> 70s and the 80s when people used to kind of just upgrade the panels. So, like, what wasn't a 993 all of a sudden had 993 panels or, like, you know, like a G series with nine six four bits on it. You can just tell the the proportions aren't quite right, and you can you actually can tell. Yeah, no, it looks wrong. The proportions are out. Hey, um, what's happening mm. today? You going for a drive later this weekend? No, busy working. I don't know. Waiting for Marco to sort of possibly say that he wants me to kind of try to keep up with him somewhere. Um, I missed an opportunity with my other mate with his um. He's not. He's GT three over the weekend. I Maybe you just, should hook um, up the three of you. Have a, like a three, three drive, three car, three we, Porsche we, drive. 
We could do. My uncle probably would want to um, join in on that. Yeah. When I come back, we'll in go for a big song. drive. You can you can gather everyone together. Uh, yeah, it sounds like there'd be a crowd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone, though. <laughs> rubbish. Rubbish. Steve's funnier mm. than what he thinks. There you go. Steve's funnier than what he thinks. <laughs> mm, yeah, Great. No. That's a classic. I love that one. I'll, I'll make a conscious effort to be um, even more dour and grumpy well, than I am. Today in London, um, I went and got my hair cut. I actually went out. And today is actually, um, was a beautiful day. Like the weather here now is really getting really pleasant. And it's that sort of weather where you just want to um, get out and drive a Porsche. In fact, that's what yeah. I, was, I was saying to Ajman when we were first talking this morning. He was going out for a drive in one of his, one of his Porsches, I think. The 912 maybe. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice. It would be nice. Can't wait to get back soon, to Sydney. Mate. Can't wait to get yeah, back to soon, Sydney. very soon. Yeah, well, I hope. I hope. There's a lot of ifs and buts at the moment, but I hope. All right, mm. mate, let's end it. Let's finish it. Yeah, cool. Um, totally. Anything else before we go? Mm, no, not that I know of. Just um, trying to stay sane. Keep keep, keep thinking about um, stupid little kind of car things, which I will share my ugliest thoughts with you. <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> to say, I have to say today the podcast has been like therapy because, you know, when I started, the, when I, before I came on tonight, I was, in, I was in a bit of a bad way. So um, it's been good. Thanks, mate. Oh, very good. All good. Um, no, same. I, uh, I, the whole two, two little daughters and all of that sort of stuff. Man, it's intense. <laughs> it's it? so intense. Are you getting, oh, okay, yeah. just before we go, are you getting a lot of, are you getting sleep again? I'm getting sleep, but it's still not normal sleep. And, and this really isn't meant to sound like complaining. Like my wife actually isn't here, but she's the one copying it because she's the one sort of getting up every two or three hours. Um, I'm so tired that I sleep through, like we go to bed at like nine and I'm dead to the world from nine till one. Like um, if the fire alarm went off, I wouldn't wake up. I'm, I'm A that few tired. more years and it'll be fine. It'll be better. Oh, mate. It's three so years. full on. <laughs> All those people that you sort of said that reached out, um, that very kindly sort of sent congratulations. Like, so what's the secret? <laughs> where, where, how, how do you survive it? Alcohol. I think it's alcohol. I think that's a problem because you don't you drink. Because you don't really drink. I think tired. that's what it is. Yeah, it's alcohol. I think people just when they just have a drink whenever they can. I wish I could drink. <laughs> it just makes me bright red. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, mate. Let's go. Let's call it. Cheers, mate. All right. Thanks. All right. That's it for today. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And bye for now.